Stay more than ten minutes, said Grandma Bone. Charlie has to have an early night. It's school tomorrow. Mom says I can have another hour, Charlie shouted up to his grandmother. Oh? Oh, well, if that's the case, why should I bother to take an interest in your welfare? I'm clearly wasting my time. Grandma Bone swept back into her room, slamming the door behind her. Whether it was this door slamming or a minor earth tremor, Charlie would never know. But something caused a small picture to fall from its hook in the hall. Charlie had never studied the faded old photographs that adorned the walls of the dark hallway. In fact, since he had discovered his unwelcome talent, he had positively avoided them. He didn't want to hear what a group of crusty-looking forebears had to say. "'Well!' exclaimed Benjamin. "'How did that happen?' Charlie realised this was a photograph he wouldn't be able to avoid. As he picked it up and turned it over, he felt a strange fluttering in his stomach. "'Let's see,' said Benjamin. Charlie held out the black-framed picture. It was one of those faded, sepia-coloured photographs. The glass was cracked, but hadn't fallen out, and through the cracks the boys could make out a family of five, grouped together in a garden. Behind them, the yellowed wall of a cottage could be glimpsed, and on the other side of the photo, beyond a stone wall, a small sailing boat sat on a velvety sea. Are you okay? Benjamin glanced at Charlie. No, muttered Charlie. You know why? Oops, here we go. Already a thin buzz of voices was coming through to him. It was the mother who spoke first. Henry, stand still. You'll spoil the picture. She was a pretty woman, in a lacy frock with a high collar. A brooch, like a star, was pinned just beneath her chin. A boy of about four sat on her lap, and a girl of perhaps six or seven leaned against her knee. Beside the woman stood a man in a soldier's uniform. He had such a merry face, Charlie couldn't imagine him with the fierce and solemn look a soldier was supposed to have. But it was the boy, standing in front of the soldier, who held Charlie's gaze. I can't breathe, muttered the boy. Hey, Charlie, he looks a bit like you, Benjamin pointed a grubby finger at the older boy. Hmm, Charlie agreed. Same age as me, too. A stiff white collar seemed to be giving the boy called Henry some trouble. It was clamped round his neck above a tightly buttoned jacket and almost brushed his chin. He wore knee-length breeches, long black socks and shiny black boots. Ouch, muttered Henry. His mother sighed. Is it too much to ask you to stand still? I think there's a fly under my collar, said Henry. At this, the soldier burst out laughing, and Henry's brother and sister dissolved into helpless giggles. Really, said the serious mother. I'm sure our poor photographer doesn't find it amusing. You're right, Mr. Caldecott. There was a mumbled, Yes, thank you, madam, and then something fell over. Charlie couldn't be sure if it was Mr. Caldecott or the camera. The figures in the photograph swung all over the place, making Charlie feel quite dizzy. You look green, Benjamin remarked. He led the rather shaken Charlie into the kitchen, where Maisie was rubbing Runnabean with a towel. Oh dear, said Maisie, taking in the situation at a glance. Have you had one of your thingies, Charlie? He has, said Benjamin. There was a loud sizzle as Charlie's mother, Amy, dropped an exotic-looking vegetable into a frying pan. What was it this time, love? she asked. 
Charlie put the photograph on the kitchen table. This fell off the wall when Grandma Bone slammed her door. It's a wonder there are any doors left hanging in this house, the way that woman slams them, said Maisie, emptying the cracked glass into a newspaper. What with the slamming and your Uncle Peyton's light bulbs and your mum's rotten vegetables, I sometimes think I'd be better off in a home for the elderly. Everyone ignored this remark. They'd all heard it so often. Maisie wasn't old enough to be in a home, and she'd been told a hundred times that her family couldn't live without her. So do you know who these people are? Charlie pointed to the family in the black frame. Without the cracked glass, the soldier and his family could be seen more clearly. Charlie's mother came and looked over his shoulder. They must be you, Beams, she said. Grandma Bones' relations. You'd better ask her. No way, said Charlie. I'll ask Uncle Peyton before I go to bed. Come on, Ben. Tucking the black frame under...